Well, hey there, it's Christine. I have to tell you that I've been having so much fun exploring and curating a way to care for my mental and physical health that is as challenging as it is cathartic. Think music that connects you to your emotions and movement that just feels good in your body while raising your heart rate, your body temperature, and your presence. We end each class with a guided breath focus to allow it all to integrate into your body, mind, heart, and soul. Our next four weeks of Belly Breath Society, a movement and mindfulness soul care circle, is starting on Monday, and I would love to have you. I teach three live varied level classes a week from 25 to 60 minutes long that require minimal or even no equipment that you can do anywhere. Plus, you get access to my growing on-demand library of recordings to take whenever you want. If you're curious, you're invited to join a live class this week. Visit www.christineboy.com forward slash belly breath society to view our schedule and register for your first class for free. I can't wait to move and breathe with you soon. Welcome to the Breathe Mama podcast. I'm Christine Boy and I'm your host. I'm a woman, a wife, a mama. I'm also an Enneagram 8, a birth and postpartum doula, and a soul care coach. Our breath is foundational to every part of our well-being. This podcast will offer insights, stories, and truth-telling that I hope will feel just like a big belly breath of air for your soul. We will embark on the worthy pursuit of purpose and presence in the little pauses. I hope to encourage and guide you to connect with and nurture the deepest parts of who you are so that you can show up as your truest, most healthy self. And I believe we do that best as a collective, together. Well, hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Breathe Mama podcast. I am super excited today because... I am doing my first interview, and it is with one of my dearest friends, Stephanie Gill, and she's going to share as much or as little as she feels called to today um, about this season she's been in of of loss and of grief, um, while also being able to hold on to celebration. So I'm, I'm really grateful for this conversation. I'm really excited to share her with all of you. Um, a couple couple pieces about about Steph. So she, her, and I have actually been friends for over a decade. We we just uh, figured that out, long long time. And um, we met working at a ministry on the west side in the Austin neighborhood of Chicago called By the Hand Club for Kids. And in many ways, I feel like we've been soul sisters since. And uh, in her own words, Stephanie is a black queen. A mom, a seminarian, a personal finance strategist, a writer, an aspiring author, a preacher, and a vegan. So I am going to allow Stephanie to uh, share anything based on that that she would like to in her own introduction. So Steph, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Christine. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything to add. I think you hit it right on the nail. I am just honored to be here, honored to share my story. And just most of all, um, just so grateful for our friendship. Um, and we we are soul sisters. We've done a lot of soul work together mm-hmm. over the course of these past 10 years. And so um, honestly, I wouldn't want to share this space with anyone else um, at the moment but you. So I'm honored to be here. 
um, and just honored to inspire through my story. So thank you for this platform. Yes, of course. And I know that that's exactly what's going to take place here today. So really, really grateful to be in your presence virtually as well. Um, Okay, so let's just start little bit more about you. So if you had to choose three words to describe yourself um, at your best, so your truest, most healthy self, what were those words? What would those three words be? Yeah, I would say I'm, I might give you more than three words. That's perfect. Um, <laughs> but I would definitely say at my best, um, I am um, inspiring. Um, I am wise and discerning. Um, I am able to, I am a connector. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm able to better connect with myself and with other people when I'm at my best. And then um, I would say I'm a little more spontaneous. I am a very kind of rigid person. I, you know, I like function with three planners, um, (laughs) you know, a calendar on my refrigerator. Like I, I plan well and I'm really rigid about my plan. And so when I am at my best, I find that I don't have that need to control as much and I can Mm. be a little more free flowing. I have a rhythm and I'm spontaneous if things come up. Um, So, yeah. I love that. I I love how you connected, you know, maybe someone would say it's, I'm at my best when I am the most rigid or the most planned out. But for you to say that is some, that's what I lean into. That's my default. And yet, I feel like I'm at my best when I actually am a little less grippy about what it is that that is happening in the world. So I love that. Um, So without giving anything away, you've had a year (laughs) and we've all had, we've all had a year um, in in our own different ways, but um, we're here to hear about yours. So I would be so grateful if you'd share just from your heart, some of the things uh, that has, that have taken place in in the last year for you yeah I mean you can tell like I'm getting all teary-eyed and emotional because um to hold grief and loss and celebration all together at once um it is quite the task and I'm still navigating those waters and trying to like figure it out and so Um, 2020 was a really hard year of a lot of loss um the loss of my father to cancer um, the loss of uh, my marriage of seven years and just the loss of some friendships, um, people just kind of falling off. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was a lot of loss on top of, um, you know, I even had like lawsuits and just a lot of just crazy things coming up for me um, that I had to address and like work through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And how would you say, I mean, you're still in it, so we can't, you know, we, our hindsight isn't 2020 just yet, but what, what have you been learning about yourself or maybe unlearning? Yeah, um, a lot, <laughs> but one thing, um, not one thing, many things, but um, I've learned that there is there is just a gift to just sitting down and taking time to pause and grieve. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think I've ever done that so intentionally the way that I have in this season. 
Um, again, there's been like a lot, a lot of loss. And um, I've just been really partnering with the Lord to say like, hey, I know I need to sit down and I need to address the loss of my father. Me and my father were not close. Um, we didn't have a close relationship. And so I, I wasn't necessarily grieving, you know, the loss of my father, uh, but it was more to that. It was the loss of um, the relationship that we never had. Mm -hmm. And that is a totally different type of grief and it hit me hard and I was like either I can sit and pause and allow the Lord into this space to help me grieve and to process what's going on um or I can keep myself distracted and pretend like it's out of sight and out of mind mm -hmm. and so I think this year grief has taught me to be still and to intentionally do the work of grieving um if that's reading a work uh, a book on grief. Um, I've done a lot of journaling. Christine, I've done your, um, you know, your soul care, like coaching circle, um, just so many things to just sit and, and process and intentionally grieve and just let out um, the hurt from the loss of my father, my marriage. Um, so yeah, it, it has definitely taught me to do that. Um, the, the season of loss has also taught me the importance of having community mm -hmm. and not just anyone in your space, but being intentional about who's in your circle and staying connected to community. There are so many times where I was tempted to just like to not connect and to isolate. And so uh, the season taught me stuff you need to connect. You need your sisters and your brothers to like hold you up mm -hmm. when you feel like you can't hold yourself. So it taught me to like, um, to push through wanting to isolate and to be really intentional about connecting to close family and friends um, mm -hmm. who are in my life. Um, it taught me boundaries, boundaries with even my children and <laughs> certain people in my life. That even though uh, I needed community, I did not need everyone in my space or everyone's voice, you know, voicing over in my life. Um, and so it taught me to be really careful about uh, setting boundaries in my life with friends and family and even my own children, um, you know, boundaries with how much I work, boundaries with self-care. Um, and so, yeah, those are just some of the, the big takeaways um, that I've learned this year from loss and that it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay to, to experience loss. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. That was really powerful. Um, the first thing you said about, you know, the stillness is required and, and the temptation we all have day to day, you know, whether we're having these big losses or just the, the feeling of grief because the last year hasn't looked as any of us expected it would, whatever that, that is for us, not being drawn into the distraction or not being um, so busy that we don't have the time or the space to do it. And that, it, that, requires such hard work in terms of intentionality like you said and and pushing past that that feeling that you want to isolate mm -hmm. um i can definitely resonate with that too while holding that at the same time as you know allowing there to be that space for yourself and mm -hmm. and the boundaries piece so everything you said just wraps up really beautifully into this picture of you know the, the connection is is healthy because we need each other and Absolutely. and we're not meant to 
to grieve loss alone. Mm -hmm. And yet we need to have boundaries so that it's not just anyone and everyone. It is yeah. the people that, you know, we trust and that we know um, really allow us to have that safe space. Um, so yeah, everything you said was so, so wise and, um, and, and really challenging, I think, to all of us. Um, so we've talked a little bit, or you, you know, you've shared a little bit about holding these seemingly opposite feelings or emotions or emotional states yeah. at the exact same time, you know, um, so grief and joy or celebration. And, and what is that like for you? Or has that, has that been a journey? Uh, is that something you were good at before or how has this season um, helped you to to really embrace that yeah um so I think a couple of years ago actually you know the preacher in me I preached a sermon for um was a good Friday I think and I talked about Jesus' suffering on the cross but then the celebration that came out of that mm -hmm. you know through his resurrection and so I had no clue that that would be a part of you know my story you know, it's such a, I don't know, it's just, it's been such a part of my story, like, mm -hmm. that I had to embrace. And I had no clue in that moment when I was preaching, that I would actually take on the life of my sermon. Mm. Um, but you do. And so here I am now in the season where I've had to, you know, I've talked about my losses, right? So I've had to grieve loss, but at the same time, I am like thriving. And so thriving financially, um, because I took time to process and to, you know, heal my finances and get them together. And so now I'm thriving and I'm teaching and inspiring people. And, you know, I'm thriving at work. I'm in the pipeline for um, a promotion mm. in June. And so I'll be our next like chief of staff if everything goes accordingly, you know, to plan. Like I'm thriving in some of my relationships, um, friendships. I'm thriving as a mom right and so I'm holding this loss but like I'm also I have these moments where life is just like blowing my mind mm. um, because I'm becoming a better version of myself because I'm doing the work of healing and working through things and I can see something a lot clearly right and I'm mm. healing and it's it's just it's showing up um in my work and in my life as these beautiful celebratory moments mm -hmm. and so uh, I'm holding both of those. And did I know how to do that before? I don't feel like I knew how. I was just kind of going through life, just trying to make it, keep my head above water. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's such an intentional uh, practice for me of like capturing these. Someone said, Steph, keep a journal, keep a journal, write down all the you know great things that are going on. Celebrate those moments, like in the moment, stop, celebrate, pat yourself on the back and say, job well done. And um, that's not always easy to do mm -hmm. that, but um, I've been able to, to do it in the moment most times with celebration and with grief. Like even this morning, Christine, I was sharing a little bit. I was really... I'm struggling and had some hard things in my heart that I had to just sit um, for about an hour and a half and I had to just journal. I had to write it out. I had to spend some time in meditation and prayer because it was heavy on my heart. And so um, I'm not saying that like every, you know, every moment, like I can just sit and take the time, but as much as I can, mm -hmm. I try to grieve those losses, grieve those hard things. If it's crying, if it's journaling, if it's praying, if it's connecting and talking to someone mm -hmm. and then the same exact thing with celebration. 
Um, I just had my mid-year review and it blew me away. I was literally in tears. And sometimes it's hard to take in celebration, especially when other people are giving it to you. It's hard oh, yeah. to take in, right? But in that moment, I was like, no, Steph, stop. Listen to the words of your executive director. Let those words wash over you. Those words are true. Take it in. Literally had to like talk to myself mm-hmm. um, to be in the moment. Um, and to say, Steph, yes, well, well done. Like you've been kicking butt, girl, well done. Um, so it's maximizing the moment for me. I love that. And it sounds like throughout everything you've shared, there really is this this common thread, at least that I see, of slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of life, so much of motherhood when you've got littles, so much of I, I feel like until these these larger events that, you know, whether we plan for them or or in most cases we can't plan for them, mm-hmm. I, I'm reflecting on my own cancer journey. Um, there are these things that happen and they they force us in a way to, to mm-hmm. slow down. Now we always have the choice. We can choose to, you know, I'm just gonna muscle through nose to the ground and get through this, but who are we on the other side of that? And, and so really allowing God to use these horrible, sad, tragic things that have taken place to actually catapult us or be a catalyst for, like you said, this, this best version of yourself, this, this truest, most healthy version of yourself. And it requires that slowing down, which is so countercultural. It's so it's so challenging in the moment. It feels almost, you know, if we're not in crisis, it feels like an, a luxury, you know, who are those people that take 90 minutes to sit down and journal in the morning about what's going on? The people who have had a lot of stuff happen and need to, if they're going to actually, you know, end up feeling and being the healthiest version of themselves. So I commend you and um, also really resonate with a lot of what you shared and that neither of those things, that just the celebration or just the grief is the whole story. You know, you are, you are both of those and it's uncomfortable at the beginning to, to hold those. I mean, maybe just always, maybe not just at the beginning, it's always uncomfortable maybe to like really try and hold those things at the same time. Um, because I don't know, I know I fear maybe that one takes away from the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I found out I was pregnant and found out I had cancer in the same week. It's like, how do I hold those two things? I'm like so grateful and joyful on one hand. And on the other hand, really, really struggling and asking God why. But, you know, holding those things at the same time is impossible on our own, but in community and um and with the help of, like you said, the Holy Spirit, I think we are, we are able to do, to do both. Um, so thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, um, no, thank you. And yeah, I will say, Christine, you, I mean, you're hitting it right on the nail. It really is slowing down, like slowing down, maximizing the moment. Um, because life says, just keep going, keep going, keep busy. But you crash at some point, you break down. And I've been there before. I've had, um, you know, like anxiety attacks and 
all these ways that my body was screaming out, Steph, mm -hmm. slow down. Like you are headed for danger, like disaster, slow down. It took in, you know, this season withdrawing from my grad program for a while. It took just like having to turn my phone off some nights just to breathe, just to sit with myself. You know, it took asking for additional help from my community. Hey, can you take my girls or, you know, um, overnight so that I can just breathe and like cry it out, you know? So it, it, I wasn't always here, right? Yes. I was not always here. I've had moments where my body was crying out stuff, like stop, slow down, sit down somewhere. And I had to pay attention. I had to make the conscious choice to pay attention and to stop and to surrender. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, you know, I am where I am today and how I'm able to hold both grief and loss and celebration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you said surrender, which really, to me, like really points to like the sacrifice. It, do it does cost something for us to do this. And that's why a lot of us will choose to avoid it for a really long time because it costs whatever, you know, fill in the blank time with our kids, money in our business, um, you know, maybe a delayed timeline, finishing up, you know, a, a grad program or whatever it is, there's a cost, but the cost is so much greater if and when, you know, we, we don't choose to, to slow down and, and, and surrender and, and make that sacrifice. So I really hear you in that. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe of you uh, as well. Um, final thing I wanted to talk about is it was such a privilege for me to have you be a part of uh, a collective breath, the six week soul care circle. And um, I, I know you alluded to it before, but it just interesting timing, <laughs> how it all Divine shook out. timing, girl. Divine timing. <laughs> yeah. So I would love to know, you know, what was most profound for you in that and, you know, in that specific time in your life, it was, you know, what was it late, late November or November through mid-December. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I feel like you go, you know, I went through cycles, so I had it you know, there were times where I had it and I was like, okay, I'm resting, I'm doing the work, I'm doing my counseling, I'm good to go, I'm living my best life, I'm good. Then there were other times where seasons became a little busier and I kind of lost my grip on just like self-care and like breathing and, and you know, I hit this place where I was overwhelmed, started having anxiety attacks. Just randomly, I would get off a work Zoom call and like break down in tears and like, just could not breathe. And I, that, that was, again, my body saying there's too much going on or there's something that you have not addressed that's like triggering you. Yeah. So I was doing like this for a while, up and down, up and down, really felt unstable mentally. Um, and so the time, during the time you asked me back in November to join um, a collective breath, the six week um, soul care coaching circle, I was at that place. And, you know, you remember me messaging you like, this could not be more of a divine timing because I'm literally just randomly having like panic or anxiety attacks. And I need to, I feel the Holy Spirit telling me you have to breathe stuff. You're going to get through this, but you have to breathe. And I, I didn't, I, it's almost as if I forgot how to breathe. Mm -hmm. How do you forget how to breathe? I forgot. And, um, 
I got so tied up in the day-to-day operations of life that I forgot. And so, Christine, when you asked me, I just knew that was divine timing and I needed to do it. I needed to be a part of um, this smaller community and I needed to learn. I needed to connect, right? Because that's when I'm at my best, community, connection. Um, and I needed wisdom. I needed wisdom from women in the group, from you. And I needed tools on how to like, how to cope through the anxiety uh, and the heaviness that I was feeling. And so I joined Um, and get this. I was like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I cannot add another thing. And it's like, you can not like not afford to join this circle. Like, what are you talking about? And so um, I just shut down whatever I had going on on Thursday nights. And I said, I'm gonna make a commitment and I'm gonna show up every week. I'm making the conscious choice because if I do not, like I am going to be sick. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, was, it was a really great experience for me. Um, I learned to breathe. I learned that you could you can meditate in three minutes and, and reset your body. I didn't know that. I was thinking you got to take 10, 15 minutes, a half an hour to meditate and kind of reground yourself. And so the beauty of like, man, when I am feeling off or anxious, it takes even sometimes one to three minutes to just reground myself. And so that helped me get through some of the hardest like moments that came up for me, you know, November, December, um, especially with the holidays. And so I use those um, coping strategies and breathing skills a lot. Uh, Also the class started right, like literally uh, the coaching circle started maybe was it maybe a couple of weeks before I signed officially, um, my ex-husband and I signed our divorce papers. And so I remember um, you offering a movement and meditation class the weekend I was taken to intentionally grieve the loss of my marriage. And so um, I didn't have my kids that weekend and I knew I'm a, I'm, I am going to journal, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna cry, I'm going to blast my music as loud as I can and just dance my heart out. And then you invited me to move into meditation. And so that was also an opportunity to like connect, to move my body, to stretch. And I just remember that moment feeling so good that I did something for myself. I took the time for self-care to join the circle and, um, and to join this movement meditation on a Saturday. And it just gave me what I needed um, in that in that time of just like deep grief um, that weekend. And so that's what I learned. I learned that even in grief, I can still move my body. I can still practice self-care. Mm-hmm. I can breathe. I can give myself one to three minutes to reground through doing breathing exercises and meditation. Um, and then I also got to hear other stories in this, you know, in this circle of women who were going through something similar, something's not. And so, and then some who have stories of celebration, like, so that was an invitation to hold both again, the grief mm-hmm. and celebration, not only for myself, but for other women in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last thing I'll say, Christine, that was big for me is, Um, I thought I was really good at like setting boundaries in my life, right? I'm rigid. I got my planner. I know what I want and what I don't want. I got a whole plan. And there was one group, um, you know, one group where we sat and we didn't even talk about boundaries the entire group time. We did not. We talked about, I think, just breathing and movement. And all of a sudden questions came up at the end about boundaries. And it hit me in that moment of like, I don't have 
I have boundaries, but there are some boundaries that I can realign on. And so, Christine, I have you to know, realigning on boundaries um, with my children, with people in my life, with my self-care has been a huge part of my work, um, my personal work the past, like, like month or so. Um, I've been working through it in counseling, and it's really just, it's helping me so much it is a huge part of my work and giving me the courage to say actually I don't need all these things in my life I don't even need all these people I don't need to have my kids like busting into the room <laughs> you know every time I'm trying to like do something I can set a boundary and say hey mommy needs some time right now mm-hmm. so it just taught me to realign on my boundaries and to be courageous enough to set boundaries in my life even if people are offended even if people may feel hurt, that's not my intentions. But I know in this season of having to hold so much grief and celebration that I have to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. I know in this season of like elevating and um, so many things that are, you know, like so many things are changing and shifting and transforming in my life and moving. the way like moving, moving, right? Um, and t- the way to be present um, in all of that um, in a way to feel safe and secure is to continue to just realign on my, on the boundaries in my life. And so that's where I am. And it is hard work. It is hard, hard work because of course I want everyone to come along. You know, I want everybody in my circle and in my space, but for where I'm going next, I just, I can't, and I have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And your boundaries allow you to bloom Mm-hmm. which you shared with me. I don't, would you be willing to share um, the picture your daughter drew for you? Yeah. Um, this was last week. I picked my daughter up from school and she was just so excited. She was like, mommy, I drew a picture for you. And I'm like, okay, she's always drawing pictures. So I'm like, well, let's see. And um, she actually shocked me with this one because I feel like in this season, I'm really blooming in ways that I would not be able to do on my own. I feel like, man, the Holy Spirit is just like walking alongside me, just impacting um, every part of my life, allowing me to just thrive in every area of my life. And it is beautiful. Um, And this is work that I would have never been able to do on my own. And so I'm in a season where I'm doing everything in excellence. And it's almost it's hard work, but God's grace is um, allowing me to do it and to make it look easy. That's only by the grace of God. So I am blooming and I am excited about blooming and I'm maximizing every moment that's coming my way. And so she drew uh, this flower. So mommy is a flower. And so uh, Grace is six. And I just think she this was her way of articulating, mom, I see you. I see you out here blooming and thriving and loving life. And your smile is coming back and your glow is coming back. And, you know, like, no, she did not say those exact words. But I think, you know, if I was to interpret what this flower means, I, that's what I would say. And so I, in that moment, I took it in. That was a moment to celebrate. And I teared up. I literally teared up and just gave her the biggest hug and kiss. And, um, you know, and I just told her one day, you know, um, I'll be able to explain more in detail of what this moment means to me, um, of you drawing me this picture and sharing it with me. Um, So I can't, you know, like I can explain it in a way where she can understand now as a six-year-old, but I can't tell her all the details right now. And so 
um, I just, I soaked up the moment and, um, and yeah, every time I look at this, like, I'll be reminded, Steph, keep blooming, keep mm. thriving, like, uh, keep inspiring others. Don't just keep it to yourself, but share your story, share your light, um, and bloom, bloom, and give others permission to do the same. Yes, that is so powerful, and I feel like a whole nother episode we could talk about, you know, what that means, our, our choice to practice soul care, to practice self-care, to decide on boundaries and to hold those boundaries, the impact that has on our children. And um, I, mm. I just think that, yeah, this, this opportunity in a way for, for your girls to watch you um, bloom in this season that could have, could have been primarily marked by, you know, darkness and, and grief, although that's present, it's not the whole story. And it's not, it's not what they're obviously seeing in you. And so, um, yeah, just really kudos to you and, and so proud, um, of you and, and your girls and just the way you guys yeah, are. All they're, they're watching, you know, our children are watching our every move. And so when I'm intentional about slowing down and, and grieving and saying, Hey girls, go and play. Mommy's going to sit here and journal. And they'll just sit. And one, you know, one Saturday they sat for hours and they played with magnetic tiles and their Barbies. And I just had, you know, my little devotional book in my journal and they just allow me to just journal. They're watching us. And so I am a, open book to my girls like I'm I'm setting an example of what they can do in the future when they go through seasons of loss and transition and um, even when they have moments of celebration um, I am including them in this journey um, so that when they're older they can look back and say man these are some of the things my mom did and she thrived that's right wow well, I've, I would love to talk to you all day long. This has been such a, a gift and um, you are such a, a bright shining light in my life and in the life of so many um, and especially for your girls. So I am so grateful for your time today. Thank you for sharing your story and your voice uh, with my audience. And I, I hope and pray that this has been an encouragement for them as I know many of us are experiencing uh, grief and loss in this season. So I will see you soon, I hope. And thank you so much. Love you, Christine. Thank Love you. you. Hey again, I am so excited to share with you that we had over 30 women in at least three countries participate in Connect and Nurture, a five-day mini soul care circle. My heart is still so full. Women were showing up for themselves, for one another, and digging in deep to take care of themselves and to invest in their soul care at the top of 2021. Now maybe you're thinking, what is soul care? And what is a soul care circle? Simply, it is an approachable, asynchronous mini course with a daily short video and some writing prompts for reflection and intention. We explore the three main pillars of soul care, breath, mindfulness, and movement, and have two opportunities to come together for a live collective experience of each. My next circle will launch on February 9th and registration is open right now. So visit www.christineboy.com and click on the teal banner at the top. When you register, you'll receive a coupon code to share with a friend so that they can join for free. I can't wait to see you inside. Thank you.
Hi fam, can I ask you a quick favor? If you love this podcast, please subscribe. You'll get real-time updates when new episodes drop, and I would love to have you along for this ride. Feeling inspired? Share the love. Rate Breathe Mama five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Send a friend a link to this episode, and please send me a message at hello at christineboy.com. Want to hang out more? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Breathe Mama Collective, and you're invited to join my brand new free Facebook community where you can connect with other like-minded, mama-hearted women as we pursue soul care together. Visit www.christineboy.com or click on the link in the show notes to join the party. Until next time, breathe, mama.